The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm gonna continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will I not, not, not lose. Yes, yes, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. Yes, he's the DB of the show, and we are Black in Sports, giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. All right, we are here interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing at all, while providing a platform to be heard. So today in the house, you know what we do? We like to welcome our guest. He's a military man, father, all right, strong values and beliefs. And today, we're going to get to it, but he wants to ask you the question, will you be respected or feared? He is the owner of Forge Performance here in Las Vegas. Let's clap it up for Avon Butler. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. Hello, hello. What's up, man? So, hey, how we start the show, you know, we go right at you. So, I know we kind of talked about this, but this is where we asked about that shoot your shot moment. All right, so this is where you bet on yourself. Where you went for it all. It could have been way back in the day. It could have been, you know, your current stance. But when you went for it all, bet on yourself and shot your shot. Give us a story. Uh, I would like to reference one of my sons. Um, we were in a position where um, it wasn't necessarily accepted by the, the local community for him to leave and go to a, a sport-predominant school in Florida. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he started to experience backlash from local professionals in the education system and a few uh, classmates, uh, immediate teachers and things of that nature. Um, And so I had to support him. And some of the stories he would tell me put me in a position where I had to swallow my pride and able to support him in his dream. Wow. And um, that's when it became apparent to me what a father really was, and that—that's my shot. My shot was putting everything that I was into him and into a cup, mm. seal that cup, and put it away, and able enabling him to become who he was meant to be. Woohoo! That's deep. Man. That's where we going today. I can feel that already. Let me let me take yeah. another sip of this, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna get into where your son went uh, a little later down the line. So Absolutely. We'll talk more about that, but. Back, back to you, Avon. Where did the uh, love for sports start? Where did that start? Um, I was the runner of the family, so. Uh, oh, you're a big ass runner. <laughs> so, uh, you are a big old super swole. Um, so my family was based on um, achievement. Okay. In okay. the run, I had to, I had to be able to compete. Mm-hmm. If it was four quarters given out by my grandfather, if I wanted one of those quarters, I had to figure out a way to compete. Mm-hmm. And based on that, that, that created the competitive nature in me that was able to, I shouldn't say created, it nurtured the creative spirit in me to compete and, and create a niche for myself wherever I was, whatever I did or however I did it, I had to find a way to win, mm-hmm. you know, and it instilled that value in me that I still hold on to today. Hey, where's home? Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. Washington, D.C. How many uh, brothers, sisters? Uh, Just me. Just you? Yeah, I was, uh, I have uncles, cousins, the whole nine, it was just me and my mom. Um, unfortunately, I didn't have a strong father figure. So uh, the father figure came outside the home with a local educator named Charles Nixon. Shout out to Mr. Nixon. Right. Man, stepping up. So grew up in the D.C., but you were born. In Virginia. How long were you in Virginia while was the move? Um, 
I grew up in Virginia. We shot back to D.C. because of my, uh, the inner city. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Um, when I showed uh, signs of uh, falling into the inner city <laughs> traps, <laughs> I was sent back to Virginia. Oh, really? Yeah, and I was sent back to Virginia. Oh, so you were, you're talking about inner city traps in D.C.? Yes. Oh, okay, because I was going to ask, like, what, so it was uh, Portsmouth, right? Yes. Virginia, where you right. were born. So, so I was sent back. Sent back. Yeah, sent back to prevent the uh, the inner city uh, traps from um, encompassing me and making me choose wrong direction. As a runt. As a runt. As a runt. So when you say the runt, like, is it because of, like, all your cousins and just, like, with your family just all around? No size. I have aunts and, and cousins, female cousins that are taller, <laughs> <laughs> bigger. Uh, but, I'm, I'm, you know, size matters. There it is. Size matters. Let you tell it, right? <laughs> so, I mean, man, I, I need to call you Mr. Butler now. If, if, if you're the run of the family. Right. I mean, Put a sir on that, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so um, with that, the family, was sports around? Like, what was your first sport that you, you know, kind of recall getting into? Um, I had an uncle that was uh, a football player at a local high school. He showed promise, and but um, he was also – pulled into, into the, the traps correct <laughs> of the inner city the lore uh, yeah and so uh <laughs> it became apparent that my grandmother was not going to lose mm. when it came to me and those traps mm-hmm. so, so football was it i tried basketball but again being the runt you know there's only so many uh glenn davis's out there and i wasn't blessed <laughs> with the height just the wide hey. i had the wide shoulders but no height <laughs> So you collected them five, five or six and was out, huh? Yeah, I beat them up, put them out, <laughs> go get me a foul, get me a rebound, and come sit down. Oh, that's what's up. So um, so football became a sport. What positions did you play? And uh, was outside linebacker. Oh, okay. Um, I tried playing DB. Uh, speed was a factor. Um, again, I would say so. Uh, I they, they moved me up, um, and so I ended up playing the outside linebacker. Okay. I know you got you have to have a DB question for him. No, nah, I, <laughs> I mean, when you move up, you I understand. I get it because the speed is a factor there. I mean, you said traps. You got pretty big traps for a DB, so. <laughs> <laughs> got to give him I, a neck I would roll. Understand, I, would, I would understand moving you up. So, uh, did you you love the contact portion of the, the outside linebacker, I'm, I'm assuming then? Um, football was a way for me to express my aggressiveness. Okay. It didn't matter where as long as I could. You know, create some type of contact. So a couple of those 15-yard penalties, they was like, yeah. Oh, no. We moving your ass. It was way more than than a couple. (laughs) We moving you way up. (laughs) So um, (laughs) how was that high school experience? Where did you go? Was it in VA or was it in D.C.? um, Yes, I see Norcom High School. I see Norcom High School. Oh, okay. Right. Um, a predominantly black high school. Um, at the time, you had to apply and be selected. Oh, really? Yeah, to uh, to attend. Um, now it's a um, it's a zone school, but before that, it was it was select base. Um, Israel Charles Norcom is his name. He was a predominant black educator in the, the Virginia area. Um, one of the stories is we had a circle at the middle of the school that was supposed to be considered the heart of the school. Okay. And um, you were not supposed to step on it or walk over it. Or near it, we had to walk, walk around. Walk around. And so, uh, as a freshman, you know, you you, you, got, <laughs> you got your to. gear on. You got <laughs> your, you know, back in those days, it was shell toes, and um, you know, 
colored Levi's, and um, I got pushed into the wall. And uh, I'm like, yo, you know, <laughs> some other words came out, and um, <laughs> and I found out that you know it was it was it was a um, like a, it was a black pride thing about the respect that we had for him as an educator and the services that he had provided for the community. Okay, that's deep. So then that kind of lay some foundation. I mean, was there any kind of memories going to that school? Because I'm going to get into that you went to HBCU. Right. Um, so was there any foundation or was all that foundation kind of laid with you going through high school? My mother attended the school. Oh, uh, okay. My grandmother also attended the school. Oh, wow. Um, so you some lineage yeah, so in there. It was, it was, it was. You had no choice. Where, no, no, not like that. But <laughs> no. it, was, it was where. We were able to prove who we were, enabling us to empower the future that we had envisioned for ourselves mm-hmm. and in the black community. Not dope. So you went to Hampton. Hampton. Yes. Yep. HU. So there's a debate. Was the was it the real HU or the first HU? First HU. Okay. <laughs> um, Not to be confused with. No. Um, short, <laughs> he said no. <laughs> short lived. Uh, broke my collarbone. Oh. Um, tore some tendons in my shoulder. That led me to uh, the military side of the story. Okay. Know? Okay. That's rough. Yeah. Was it like a freshman year? So like how, how soon in? Because that's um, not a tragedy, but that's a story that you hear in a lot of athletes, right? You know, you um, get that. I had a friend that we lost in high school, right? He ruptured his spleen. And he wasn't right since, you know. Um, and, going, coming out of the freshman year. Jeez. Was uh, spring ball? Yeah. Dang. Um. It was devil. I ain't gonna say devil. I shouldn't say devastating. It was. It was a realization that sports can be short lived. Mm-hmm. Um, we often we often uh, glorify the sports, but we we don't always talk about how quick and how short the fall is. Yeah. From that from that spectacular glorious shine Jeez. to reality, you know, and it's not far. It's very short. It's very very short. It's not long. And even if even if you do play long, it's not long. I mean, you got a whole lot of life to live outside of. As long as you can play, years. yeah, 14, <laughs> exactly. So it's, 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 it is short lived. So, what went into the decision to to go to Hampton was just more uh, local finances. Being from the local area, it created a, a possibility for me to be in state. Okay, um, to to circumvent some of the uh, financial strain of going mm-hmm. on my uh, my parents at the time. So. Okay. Was there any other schools that you were interested in at the time, or I was, was interested in all schools? <laughs> <laughs> it was, you know, um, I'm not like we you know. And yeah. that day, it wasn't like it is now. Nah. Where, you know, I only have one school out of the, the you know, right. the many. It right. was uh, who who would come talk, talk to, to you? you, you right, know? right, right. Is that a coach? No, that's somebody's uncle. Oh, okay. Is that a is that that's a coach? Uncle, no, 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 that's somebody's granddaddy. You know. Uh. So, did you leave school? Did you get recruited? Or so you're in this devastating moment, right? right. And and how did the army become the option? Like, take us through that transition. Well, like, it was the Air Force. I mean, Air army, Force. Excuse me. Excuse me. No, I I apologize because I know how serious that, that is. Um, Air Force. Brad well, I called my grandmother and told her. Okay. And she told me, well, you know, when you left, we cleaned your room out. Oh. So what are you what are you doing? Oh. Yeah, so that's a real one right yeah. there. What, what are you gonna do with yourself? <laughs> um, and so that led to figure know, something out. Yeah, one of my uncles took me to a recruiter. Uh huh. And he was like, "Here we go." Wow, it's a whole bunch of opportunities in there. 
You got to figure out which opportunity suits you. Now, hold on. You, you know? didn't take no lesson from Furious Styles, man, in Boys in the Hood? No. Furious Styles told us, man, there ain't no place in their military for us. Furious Styles has somewhere to go eat. Uh, there you, you go. Bed to lay in. There you go. You know. So that was that like the only option? You just dug into that, or that was just really a great option after you got the information? Cause that's a, I mean, that's devastating, man. I mean, you playing ball, you're going to school, you're freaking out of Hampton. So I just know it had to be beautiful scenery. I'll just call it call it that. Um and then you had to grow up, man, out as a freshman. No, we, uh, upon making a decision to do that, it was more so, you know, what opportunity did I had. I wasn't necessarily the greatest student at that time because I, I, I was focused on other things. And, okay. And one scenery. of those things being sports. The scenery. And so, <laughs> um, with what I had to offer at that time in my resume, that was one of the options that I thought would, would capitalize um, at that time where it was uh, was fair. And at the time, I felt like that was an opportunity for me to be fair. Mm-hmm. I had several uh, family members that had also served, and the, the overall was it was fair. Mm-hmm. Little did I know when I got inside, it was it was a different type of fairness. I was about to say, because yeah, what's fair? A type of fairness. And who's defining what's fair? So, um, <laughs> right? And so... Uh, Going into that, I, I learned a lot. Um, I learned, like, again, fairness was based on did you check these boxes <laughs> instead of how do you like, how do I like you, and <laughs> what do I think of you? Did you check every box that you were supposed to have checked? Mm-hmm. And then did you go and did you put some in that little, you know, we fill out applications. They got those little lines at the bottom that says other. You know, <laughs> we don't we don't look in those lines, but you need to fill those lines out too. Right. You know, and so uh, – Fill, fill up the qualification sheet as much as possible to create the greatest chance of success. So the Air Force, was there, what, I guess, what maybe you choose the Air Force and then just talk about the process of being in the Air Force because I, I grew up in the Air Force family. My mom okay. was in the Air Force. Okay. Dad was in civil service, so I'm an Air Force brat. So. Um, it was more... I, I honestly believed that hard work was a caveat to creating success. Okay. But it was more precise decisions accompanied with hard work and, and foresight that creates success. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a big argument that I have with a lot of my friends is that we, we instill hard work is, you know, the guy that does construction work or the guy that sweats all day. It's the guy that sits behind a desk that makes more, does more, and that's hard work. You know, so we, we have to start to uh, embody hard work as, 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 as mentally challenging as well as physically challenging. Mm-hmm. So that's what I learned. I learned that I was able to create more success for myself by being a hard worker mentally as well as physically. So that was one of the things. Give, I me, give me some stops along the way, some, some, some bases, some locations. Uh, Okinawa. Oh, I was born in uh, Yokota. Y- okay. Yokota, yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, Langley. <laughs> Langley, uh, Virginia. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Left Langley. Came here. Went worked in a couple of areas here. Uh, Keplavik, Iceland. Uh, Ramstein, Germany. Korea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Suwon, Korea. Osan. So, yeah. Osan. Kumsan. Yep. Um. Kadena. Uh, yeah. You want to say? You yep. want to say Okinawa, Kadena? Yep. 
So it was quite a few places, you know what I mean? Quite a few places. So, you know, experiencing those those places that opened your eyes to a whole new world, did it, it help your, you know, kind of growth as a man? Is how how was those experiences? And when and just on top of that, when did that start out? Are you what you're twenty? Started mm-hmm. when you no, started oh, oh, when um, you started? I enlisted twenty one. Twenty twenty one. Um we had a good time. It was uh <laughs> <laughs> it was uh eye-opening to see how blacks were received around the world compared to how we were received locally. Yeah, speak on that. Yeah. You know, In what uh, way? Uh, I, I met a couple of... Uh, my landlord in Okinawa was um, more open than I, I had ever believed. He would we, we, we would have conversations. He would talk to me about different opinions and things. And I'm like, why are you so adamant about the instructions that you give your grandson. Mm-hmm. And he was like, because he has no other way than mine. And I'm like, well, that's not what we teach. He was like, well, if you let someone that doesn't understand what they're choosing choose, what is the rate of success? <laughs> wow. <laughs> so he was like, I know the choices that he makes. So he has my choices. And no matter what he chooses of the three that I offer him, that will yield success. Because I know the choices that he makes. And what the ramifications of each one of those could be. <laughs> Damn, he went Mr. Miyagi on you yeah, like so. real time, didn't he? <laughs> no, that, 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 was, that was our relationship. Was you painting fences yeah, and no, scrubbing shit, dude? But uh, <laughs> like I said, I learned a lot. Um, oh, that's good stuff, man. Now, all those stops, when did you start building a family, right? Because you got the two sons. No, 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 no. Um, I went in with, with, with a family. Oh, okay. Um. Like I said, when that when that happened, it wasn't just devastating to me. It was devastating and the pressure yeah. of providing support for my Jeez. family. No, added there. 100%. So, you know, oh, you can go do this and do that. I'm like, well, you know what? Nope. <laughs> somebody somebody got to eat. Yeah. You know what I mean, somebody's looking at me to provide things that um, I wasn't aware of the responsibility at that time. I had support with my family and other things because I was in school. Right. But when school dropped off, that was it. You know, I'm like, hey, you, you go make a way for yourself and for your sons and for your family. So, Challenges or rewards that they you think they received, right? Because Miles is, you know, definitely talked about like a lot of the things that you've seen and his, his face lights up with some of those places that you went because he said he know you had a good time. A great uh, time. <laughs> I know you did. Uh, <laughs> the challenge was being able, you know, the challenge was missing so much and them not understanding the responsibility of why I missed. Them and mm. and who? you talking about your... Everyone. Everyone, okay. Um, the family. Right, not understanding why I missed. To them it was, he's not here. He's not here. Yeah. But in essence was, well, me not being there created the opportunities <laughs> that you see, see and that, you, you. Right. that you do every day but in 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 the mind of a child there is no wow there is no there is nothing else right you know his perspective is his reality the reality was that he isn't here mm-hmm. no i mean that's that's a that's a part that i guess is not discussed a whole lot about the military family just i i used to work on a military base in in maxwell in uh alabama montgomery alabama and one of the kids I used to, I, I was a youth center program director, and one of the kids I used to be in my program was just like, 
you know, his dad was uh, a colonel, but his dad was always gone. He was 12, and he's like, my dad has never been to any of my birthdays. Oh. And that was his perspective of what his dad was, but I had to almost salute him as a kid because I knew who his dad was, right? right. So it was providing a whole way of life that he didn't even really understand. He just he understood did. my dad's not here on my birthday. So that, that is a tough part of the military family that's just not really discussed a lot. And for in your perspective, that's a part of, is a necessary part right. to provide. Um, I think one of the other challenges was watching them develop without me. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I would leave and, you know. Something he, like this yeah, was doing. Taking a couple of steps. I right. come back. He, Gone. Oh, yeah. What's that? Yeah. But we do that now. Oh, mm-hmm. I would leave and, you know, he's, he's, he's getting jar food. And, you know, I come back and, oh, no, we giving him, he getting whole food now. Right. You know, well, I would leave and he would recognize me and then they would pick me up from the airport and when I would get back it he, took a little yeah, he a little him. time to... so those were the challenges the challenges was that um, I felt like they never understood the commitment of my love to them mm-hmm. until they got older <laughs> that's, that's a man it hits home my, my senior year <laughs> in high school man my, my dad moved to Turkey and so he was gone my whole senior year and then my little brothers went out there too and I think there was a process where they're like, they just didn't understand, mm-hmm. right? But now as I'm older now, I'm like, man, Dad, if you didn't take that step, that's opportunities that I didn't, that I, I wouldn't have had. Have. Yeah. Right. So I get it, man. It's, it's a necessary. And, and, and they'll understand it. If they don't understand it already, they'll, they'll, they'll definitely understand it as they grow. So what's the career path that one chooses as they go through when they serve? You know, like there's different levels that, you know, you can – was there like a point that you wanted to attain or was there a goal when you did it? Or is it just kind of like, I well, just got to put food on the table and this is my option. And but that's, that's how, that's how I went in. That's how you went in. Correct. And, um, I realized that, you know, it's, it's, it's time served. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you can serve time on the first floor. You know, you can serve time in, you know, on the third floor, you can serve time in the penthouse. It's your choice. <laughs> okay. You know, time served, you know, they don't, they don't mind if you are, you know, you rise, mm-hmm. but you're going to serve. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you, you sign this contract. You're going to serve, you're gonna, God You're going to give me every day that, you know, that I'm meant to have. But uh-huh. at the same time, you know, I learned quickly that I'm like, well, why is he, oh, well, he studies. He does this. He makes rank. He does this. Mm. I'm like, okay, well, I know more than he does. No, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. You work harder. There it goes. You don't know more. There's that principle and again. That's what we talked to, you know, and that's Dan Ali. I'm like, what do you mean I don't know more? I, I can do the job around him. I can work around him. No. Avon, understand, you work harder. Mm-hmm. But he knows more. I am. And I had to swallow that, and that's why I said I learned that, you know, you got to check those checks. You got to know, you got to fill in that, that that other section at the bottom of the application <laughs> with some more information. You better you know? put some, some extra uh, curricular activities and all that stuff on there, right? And, um... <laughs> What was funny was when I when I got out, mm-hmm. those were things you overqualified. I I had never heard that. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, you know, let me put all, I'm put everything up there. Right. And a friend of mine said, oh no, you gotta take all this off. I'm like, wait a minute, don't you want to know all I'm capable of? No, right. no, 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 no. I need to know that you can do what I want oh. from you, <laughs> no more, no less. And the things that are extra that apply to that. That's all. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So, um, anything else about the military? So, going into the loss with the time of, of your sons, you know, you had an opportunity and you've been, of course, with them. And I want to spotlight your, your, your youngest, right? That's right. 
that uh, you talk is that the one you were giving the example from, right? Yes, yes. So what you were uh, talking about is he went to IMG Academy. Yes, yes, he did. That's phenomenal. No. Oh, because my first question no, was no, going to be not 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 in that way. Okay, so um, g- give me that because you gave me a look. Well, <laughs> as excited as I was for him to achieve that, okay, at no time could I let him know I wanted to celebrate with him. Does that make sense? Because the moment I started to celebrate with him, he started to he would start to understand or start to believe that he was at the pinnacle of uh, what he was capable of. So the the you know I would be like, man, listen, you know I, that's that's something good. You know we're gonna move forward. And then I would shut the door and I would, yeah! you know what I mean. <laughs> but at the same time, when I would walk back out, I'm like, listen, is is you know we we have a quote that we I think that I ask him. I'm like, listen, you're writing a book. And every page and every experience is going to be in this book. This mm-hmm. book is your life. Mm-hmm. And and with those pages that you write and those chapters that you are you accumulate, the question is, is there going to be a page or, or there going to be something in your book that's going to be frowned on? So every day, write a page that you can reflect back on that's going to be positively about you as a person. Mm-hmm. So I asked him, I said, okay, we're in a new chapter. You know, your IMG chapter. Right. How are you going to arrive? And um, I, we did we did prep work. We we looked up the um, the coach, the D line coach, the uh, uh, president of football operations, the uh, president of the school, to make sure he had talking points when he met those individuals at the orientation. So I said, listen, when you walk in, you know, we either we either here to follow, or we here to lead, and that decision needs to be made day one, week one, hour one, minute one, first second. And so he was able to allow them or to see that he had read up on them. You know what I mean? How did you feel to be his D-line coach played with uh, Lawrence Taylor? Oh, okay. So how did it feel? You know, what what did you learn from that experience? How can I learn from your experiences playing with one of the greatest, you know, defense ends that ever played the, the game? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> he changed football. He he made left tackles rich. Yeah, completely. <laughs> for generations. For generations. And um, every left tackle in the game should thank him. And so we 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 made up index cards for him to study, not necessarily for him to have a rehearsed statement, but a, a, a summary of his thoughts that will come out clear, so that he could present himself as a prepared young man and natural, because there are points that like. They'll come up in conversation, exactly. right? So, uh, so was there an them. interview process then for him to get into the school, oh, or was definitely. he he was recruited? Most so that definitely. was part of it. Okay, um, you know, we it, it was it was unreal. It was you know we can't non disclosure statements, you know, contracts. Um, <laughs> you can't let you know you know you know whatever we are offering you, other people can't know. It was oh boy, it was it was it was more than I thought <laughs> was going <laughs> to happen. Um, well, no wonder, because I always want. I was like, well, what is that process? And that's why you never know, because you can't talk about can't it. can't talk about it, you know. Um, oh, wow. One of the eye-opening things when he got down there for me was he was like, because um, I, I went later. Okay. I didn't go right in. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, when you're down there and you're ready for me to come see you, you will announce yourself in the game, and then I know it's time for me to come. And so when you announce yourself, and I will be there. And if you haven't made the decision to announce yourself, I will support you from afar. 
I will be here for you. I will do whatever I can. In. Announce yourself like making some plays. You oh, gotta like, make yeah, plays. Yeah, you got to announce yourself. You know, you know, I ain't coming down here for no, on, no scrub stuff. Right? <laughs> and um, flying all the way down there, you on this bench, man. You better get the, I got to get a hotel, food, and I'm supposed to reality, sit up here. <laughs> reality, reality, reality. Uh, <laughs> that's real. That's I like that's raw, but that's real. Um, he was. He would. He, he didn't like it. I know mm-hmm. he didn't like it. I know it was there or no, that, that set up your approach. My, my approach to it. I know he didn't like it. Um, but I asked him. I said, you know, are we are we making decisions for tomorrow, or are we making decisions for five to ten years from now? Because mm-hmm. tomorrow is soreness. You know, you, you you there is an emotional attachment to the decision that I made. Right. But five or ten years from now, you're going to see the positive in the things that we do. Um, one of the biggest things I, I tell both of my both of my sons is that, you know, everything I do is for you. So if there's any question, I mean, you decided this is what's best for you. My my objective, my goal will never change. So if we ever disagree, it's not because I changed, mm-hmm. it's because you did. And it's your responsibility to put me back on the path to foster and to support foster your that. success because of how we are. It's not my job to, to make the decision and show you. It's my job to give you guidance mm-hmm. and be there when, when things start to crumble. Yeah. What position does he play? Um, He's a nose tackle. Okay. So he started, he started making some plays. Then <laughs> started creating some double teams. Well, the crazy part about it was that it wasn't football that made me come down. It was okay. It was the leadership course. I would get emails from the leadership teachers. I was getting, you know, emails from you know the president of football operations on how he carries himself. We were getting emails from the Gatorade Performance Institute on how well he had presented himself, and so they wanted him to be a part of this type of study or. They wanted him to do that, so you know it, it was it was iconic for him to be able to announce himself off the field. I like that, and that's what I'm like. Okay, so you know he like, well, I'm a complete package, pop. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, announce so, you yourself. Know, yeah, so he, that's what he said. He said, well, you didn't tell me how. Right. You, like you left that. it up to me, and yes. I think that the this type of announcement will last longer than 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 some plays on the field. I, I, I totally agree. You can so you can see how the things that you learned in the Air Force has kind of trickled down into how you raise my kids, I, operate things. Because you sound, <laughs> you sound like just like, like, like possibly dropping them dime Man, wisdoms, boy. I remember one time, bro. It's, it's a little league game. <laughs> I I I, might, I fumbled. We lost the game, and I fumbled. And I swear I had a concussion. My head was hurting, man. I was like, Dad, man, my head hurt. He's like, man, is your head hurt more because you fumbled? Or, you know, or does your head, like, it doesn't matter. You fumbled the rock, you right. lost the game for your team. Go to bed type of thing. But it was just, it was that kind of real thing. So I, I, I got rid of the excuse making early in life. Like, that don't, that don't matter. Stop making excuses. It's about results. Because it is what that situation is what it is. Yeah, it's about results. So I get it, man. That, yeah, you Pops, I know you listening to this, man. <laughs> Shout out to Pops, man. Yeah. So, going through IMG, obviously he announces himself. Um, how was the recruiting process for him? Um, when we left here, he was the uh, number one D tackle on the West Coast. Oh wow! And um, so that's and, why they were salty, boy. He's like, "Why are you taking taking him somewhere else?" But. The goal was to develop him into the player he would be, right. not to celebrate the player that he was, he was. Mm-hmm. at the moment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And the yeah. West Coast. The world's bigger than the West Coast. Yes. I agree <laughs> with that. But at the time, I wanted him to be a... I wanted to create more of a struggle to create more resiliency in him as a, as a man. Okay. So he, he, he left home and he had to... He had to learn how to, you know, take care of himself, put himself on the, you know, time management. Are you going to be all here? Up. Did you, did you know, did you, are you doing everything? Are you using all the resources to, you know, to captivate your success? Or are you, are you still waiting for someone to do something for you? Right. Um, I think if he would have stayed in the local area, I think that, you know. He would have succumbed to some of that. Kind of like you in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when we sent him out, uh, he dropped. He went from he went to number twenty four in the state of Florida. Um, that was that was that was the emotional thing for him, right? You know, but I explained. I said, well, you know, scholarships aren't given about by where you rank, right. About, right. about what you provide for the program for that program. And so, um, and you know, we went through a couple of things where he was like, well, he wanted to play for particular schools, he wanted to play for particular programs, and I was like, listen, you need to go somewhere where, you know, the impact. Of your experience there for the you, you know the four or five years or three to four years that you're there creates a a path to success for the rest of your life because football is going to get what it's supposed to get from you. It's going to. You have you now you have multiple staff members. You have multiple boosters. You have multiple programs. You have that you know you don't have to worry about winning. You have to worry about what you know getting what you you supposed to get from the game because the game would definitely get what it's supposed to get from it's you. Gonna, it's going to definitely use you up. So where did he end up going eventually? Well, right now he's um he went to Northwestern. Okay. Um, that was the experience. Yeah. Um, because they came out of nowhere. We had committed to Vanderbilt. Um, well, two smart ass schools that though. Boy, that boy so, announced yeah, himself. Hey, he, 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 he announced himself right. A, Vanderbilt a size, and, uh, <laughs> size eight and three eight head. Well, that boy's smart. Cranium <laughs> head, head, head on him. <laughs> and um, they came out of nowhere at the, end, at the last minute, and um, he wasn't. Very heavily recruited, but he was recruited by a particular program, a couple of programs, mm-hmm. Kansas, Vanderbilt, um, Minnesota. And so I was like, listen, man, let's be realistic. Um, 87% of college at that time we were going through it, college students remain in the area, that they, the school that they preside in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I said, That's you true. know, um, Minnesota didn't necessarily have the greatest economy at the time. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, Vander, you know, Tennessee was in the process of rebuilding its local economy. Um, and so I'm like, listen, as of right now, Chicago has the strongest economy. They also have the most Fortune 500 companies that you can look into as far as employment once you are graduated. Or that be the home's front for his um, internships, because usually you do a lot of local internships with the college in that ecosystem. So, you know, man, I didn't you tell added him. a whole nother yeah, layer man, on the recruiting. Like, I ain't, yeah, I, anybody think about that, man? I love it. So uh, we looked <laughs> at uh, the, he wanted, he wants, he likes sports. He loves sports. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, you know, let's eliminate football. What what's left? Does the school provide something for you other than a, a helmet and shoulder pads dealing with the sports arena? Um, Northwestern had a um, a contingency of graduates that work at ESPN. They have a contingency of graduates that are that you know deal with Wall Street, that, that you know, and different things. And so you know, the financial market. I shouldn't say Wall Street. I should say financial markets. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I steered him that way. Um, Ultimately, it was he his missed choice. the Miyagi disaster. You know, <laughs> ultimately, it was his choice. I respected whatever he decided. Right. But I told him, you know, we need give me give me facts. Give me the facts to support your decision. If you have the facts to support your decision, you'll never have an argument for me. Wow. So 
you helped get him there. So you were, so we're going to talk about, you know, kind of your winner's platforms, get into the training aspect. So how did you get into training? Um, (laughs) I had a strip coach. Yeah, no. (laughs) I had a strip coach uh, make me jump with 185 pounds on my back. I was a sophomore in high school. And, um, hold on, what? Yeah. So, 180 pounds squat jump. Um, <laughs> I hurt my back at the time. Of course. Um, and I walked into, you know, I made it through basic. I'm, I'm now, you know, I'm full fledged Air Force. You know, I'm blue suit. And um, I walked into my uh, primary physician. And he's like, listen, you have a slip disc. You want to take care of that? I'm like, well, what? Now, you got to remember that. We're talking about seven years later. So, seven years of my life, I was in pain. And so uh, he did some scratches on me. I heard a pop. Hold you know, on. I got emotional, and I was like, okay. So, <laughs> you know, my life was affected by someone that, that wished me well, but at the same time wasn't know knowledgeable enough. Hell he was doing. doing. <laughs> Come on, man. And so that, that led me. I was like, listen, you know, I don't know. I may not understand who you're going to train with, but it's it's, it's – it's paramount that you understand the things that they're going to require of you and the things that are high risk. You know, they say high risk, high reward. Well, not when it comes to the body. You know what I mean? You, you have to find a comfort zone for the gains and the risks that the athlete has to take because at the end of the day, his body is his entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so if he, if you know, we, we, you know, we push athletes and we demand so much of them, when they get to the, if, if they get that far, you know, I take that back. When they get that far, mm-hmm. uh, are they going to have the longevity and the reliability in their bodies to to be able to capture the success that they worked their lives for? Mm-hmm. And and so that led me into you know, let's work on your hips. Let's work on you know your your, your thoracic rotation. Let's work on lumbar rotation. Let's work on the joints that I know because of your size and the position you play are going to be at risk. Let's get ahead of the curve. And so that that. It's, the snowball started. So you got into it and got a, just a absolute love for the movement of the body and and then, or was it a little bit of that because of what happened to you and then the, the protecting of your son? Yes, yes, yes. And um, I, I witnessed uh, a military brother of mine go through a severe injury. And um, when I saw it, it, it blew me away. Hold on. The story he, you told me? Oh, yeah, that, that he was able to function normally. He was able to... No, you can't just talk. You have to tell <laughs> the story and then and so, go into this part. Well, I saw him take a uh, metal rod to the head. So the metal rod is through his head. and um, Was it an explosion or just... Yeah, it was an explosion. I saw the metal rod go through his head. I'm looking at him. I'm like, okay, how is he going to do this? Well... He does that. He lives in he lives in Texas now. He's a, he's a full fledged nurse. No, not and that that that's when I I fell in love with the power of the human body, the resiliency, the the, the ability to overcome the fact that the no body setbacks, was, no. I mean, don't get me wrong. He was injured, so he had to he had to he, he had, had to recover. He had to recover. Yeah, 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 yeah. But to talk to him, if he had a baseball cap on, you wouldn't know. And 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 so. The power of the human body at that time hypnotized me, and I've been hypnotized ever since. Shit, <laughs> that's crazy, man. That's crazy. How the hell do you follow up with that? Voice performance. 
There it is. <laughs> I like that. So fast forward, you you do train here locally. Yes. Is there a like a method or, or anything that you call your training? You know what I mean? Because some people have like, you know, it's, I don't even, because I'm not in it, but like right. plyometric based or like speed and twitch muscle based or something like that. Um, Is there a category or, or a certain kind of training style that you have? Actually, no. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to come out and say, well, you know, I've created this, 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 wow. That's, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did was, uh, I looked at the things that I thought that the athletes would use, the things that I thought would be able to create longevity in their careers. So, like I said, allow them to, to actually succeed once they're, they reach the pinnacle or get to the, the statue or the level of their, that they want or desire to be able to stay there. And so I started looking at, um, where, where do injuries take place? You know, how do injuries take place? I okay. started to, uh, um, attend the um, NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball injury conferences. They have an injury prevention, an inju- an injury conference that tells you, and believe it or not, they they do things and they tell you what 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 training styles are being used mm-hmm. to to be able to minimize the risk of the professional athlete. And usually, what ends up happening is they're they're three to five years ahead of us. So if I can eliminate that exercise, that movement, or that 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 particular venture mm-hmm. early enough, then it becomes a caveat to the athlete that I serve wow. as a trainer to prevent him from having those pitfalls as an athlete. So do you train all type of athletes, or do you do you want to stay with a certain like category? Like you know, I know there's different gyms. There's a lot of gyms around here. I um. <laughs> so there's some that just focus on oh, I'm gonna get the kid ready for college. There's some that want that elite athlete, and then there's some that just do a, a, a smattering of all. I believe that, well, I like the athletes that are able to have an attention plan to, to me for me to give them the details needed to grow. <laughs> if, if if he's five and he's able to pay attention, then, that's, that's, then I'm able to, to cultivate a relationship to, to foster growth in him. You know, that doesn't mean that, you know, the 17-year-old, doesn't lose his focus as well. Right. You know, so um, what I started, what I, well, I was forced to do was start to learn um, their uh, their learning style. You know, are they, you know, are they textile, auditory or visual? Mm-hmm. And I had to start encompassing those different things. And once I did that, um, I was able to reach out to a particular market and I wanted to stay around the high school athletes. Now, okay. I, I would train younger athletes, again, if they're able to maintain their focus. But, it became, you know, it, the niche kind of created itself more so than me. You know, I was willing to serve the athletes that were willing to be served by me. Gotcha. And so that turned into a uh, almost like a college preparatory thing. Nice. So. As, as, I mean, that's, that's really dope because, uh, I mean, we see, I, we grew up probably watching Michael Jordan, and we said, oh, man, he worked hard, but nobody really knows what he did to work hard. And now it's, it's a little different that we know LeBron James spends this amount of money on his body to stay kind of healthy. Are the kids more receptive nowadays to saying, this is what I need to do to keep my body in tip-top shape to play as long as I can? Are they more receptive now, or is it hard educating them on that? Well, you know, first, they, they're Superman at that age. You know, nothing right. hurts, nothing. So to convince them that, you know, it, it's, it's possible, the injury is possible, mm-hmm. you know, without without doing certain caveats to prevent those things. Um, I know it sound, may sound bad, but a lot of times if their friend – or someone that's close enough to them has had an injury, or mm-hmm. they've had a, a, a injury themselves. 
it creates a much more focus. They're, they're, they're way more open to, to doing certain things to prevent those things. Um, my son wasn't open as well. He ended up, uh, he had a, a fractured, I want to say femur, no, mm. calf, what's this, I apologize, I'm talking here, but he, he fractured a bone in his ankle at the time. And so that pain level was the register point for when he was uncomfortable. So are you comfortable? Are you, are you uncomfortable or mm-hmm. are you in pain? Well, you know, everyone doesn't understand that discomfort is not pain. It's right, uncomfortable, right. you know. So um, once they have learned or they have experienced a certain level of pain, mm-hmm. I think they're more receptive. Okay. You know, everyone doesn't always get hurt. So, you know, you have a certain percentage of the market that won't do that. And so when, when they are, say you get a, a, a young man that's been injured or a young lady that's been injured, and you rehabilitating and reworking how their body works. How's that process? We do. Um, <laughs> this is, I got. I got to reflect on myself. When my sons were born, the first thing I wanted to do was have them stand on my knee. It was a race to see who would walk first. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, you know? I got a daughter nine months. So <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you know, we gonna we gonna walk. We gonna do all this. We gonna get this together. Right. And um, <laughs> what I realized was that I was causing. Um, firing pattern, misfiring patterns in their bodies because their body wasn't strong enough. What happened is their body was creating strength to do what we would what make, you were what making, I was them making do, it or do. forcing them. Right. So instead of it being, you know, a specific pattern, it was a pattern that was necessary to do what I was asking. And so now what happens is as they get older and they become more 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 sport dominant, mm-hmm. that, that that misfiring pattern or, or, or that misalignment of their bone because we were we were putting too much force on them because the bones are soft at certain early ages oh. was actually causing some of the issues that we see. You know, you see a kid running, he got a little gimp, and you're like, wow, you know, he needs to learn how to run. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, do you think he's actually not running as hard Hardest as other kids? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm quite sure, you he's know, dry, he's, he's running his best, just right? as hard as the other kids. But what starts to happen, those, those, those firing patterns, those misalignments start to manifest themselves as he gets older. And it causes a power, power. I call it bleeding power. Okay. Where he's not able to actually create the force necessary to do the things that he needs. So, so let me ask you about these kind of like. <laughs> oh no, I'm not doing that to my daughter. <laughs> I'm not trying to fire her legs right now. I'm kinda. She bow legged. So I'm like, oh yeah, you gonna be fast. <laughs> That's you're not theory. gonna get injured. You're not gonna get injured. That's his theory. I mean, That's my theory. I don't know if it's correct. You can right. let me know if it's incorrect. But. <laughs> Uh, you know, you kind of see some of now, now like these young prodigies that are doing really advanced things really early. What's your thought on that? If they have taken the proper steps and been been, been taught the technique, mm-hmm. you know, an athlete is who he is. Okay. You know what I mean? he, if, Like I said, again, we come, we come back to focus. If he's able to focus long enough to maintain or be taught the technique or receive the information from who's ever trained him, by all means, I, I, you know what I mean. I think he should be able to, ex, you know, extend or, or go as far as he's willing to go. Okay. Um, with with me, I do a, I do a no more than I do a certain body weight percentages. They can only do a certain amount of weight based on their body percentage right. to prevent, you know, uh, different things dealing with growth plates and different things doing with their knees and stuff like that, soft tissue, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So. Okay. I love it, man. All right. So, part of your platform, okay, that you definitely want to talk to, and we. I mean, just it's the perfect time. Is you want to talk about cap? You didn't tell me like how, so I want to open the door and, and, and kind of hear what your thoughts. I think it's a interesting perspective 
that on this day, four years ago, was when he did his when he first kneeled. Um, so for you to want to bring that up, man, I think it's perfect timing, man. So I'll let you start, man. We'll just have a conversation. I think he was uh, a pioneer at, at what he did. I think that he was able to garner the attention of the masses, which is what we have not been able to do when it, when it comes to certain aspects of our community. Mm-hmm. Um, but I once once we got the attention of them, and which we tend to do sometimes, is we were not able to focus the efforts that we received with the attention that he, he, he garnered his, with his efforts to actually start to benefit the community. Um, no one talks about, you know, the, the, um, the literacy rate of, 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 of the black high school student, the uh, pregnancy rate of young black females or the, uh, the dropout high school rate or, you know, and, 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 and that my, when I say that I, will, I wanted to talk to you about, it, I want people to remember that there are statistics that let us know where our attention should be. You know what we need to focus on, so that we are able to capture or or foster the success in the young people as as they grow, instead of waiting. Oh, now we you know you you should have did this and did that and did this and did that. You right. know, it's, it's 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 too much information for us to wait till the end of the road to provide them with certain resources. We can do it as, as they grow. Um, one of the things that I talk about with with a lot of kids is uh, uh school is free high school should i say you know um and so i said you know we me and my son joke a lot about it. i said man if i tell you it's a free hamburger you'll go get in line but if i tell you if it's a free education the teacher and all the things that are surrounding you bother you well you know there's only one paid person in the room it's the teacher right you know um so i said you know when you go when you 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 get your hamburger the the the, the cashier can be as nasty as she wants to you know, you will eat that hamburger, no <laughs> questions asked. You don't care, you know what I mean? But About the, anything yeah, else. Yeah, but if the teacher is nasty to you, you tell me that, you know, you don't like her, you don't do this thing. So my question to you, you know, well, my question is, you know, or my, my point is, you know, you, you, you're looking for substance from the hamburger. So why are you not looking for substance when you're in the classroom with your teacher? Yeah, my mom was definitely hardcore on that. Because so. she's, she's used that same thing. The teacher's getting paid whether you learn or not. So it's up to you to take advantage of that. Mm. So, mm. so no, 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 I feel and look, that. And look who I'm talking to now. Oh, look at you, see? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> so with that, when you talk about the statistics, right, and I agree with you on a, on a lot of that, how do you determine what to tackle first? Because we're in a shithole in a lot of things. And I think that's the yeah. what do you tackle first? what they're most receptive to. They make that decision, not us. And when you say they, who are you talking about? The youth, you. black youth. You know, uh, you know, whatever they're receptive to, if they're receptive to the job market at the time, right. those are the statistics that we need to to be putting in front of them to create the, the most advantageous path for them to, to be able to do whatever they're trying to do. Um, so, I don't think we should make that choice because what happens is we start to make choices for them we get pushback. But then I'm going to take you back and I'm going to challenge you on that, right? Okay. Because uh, with Mr. Miyagi, when he wax on, wax off, we know the choices that are going to put them in the in the best situation. Right. So if you want to tell me that, like, okay, let's say they want to be on financial literacy is okay. the thing that they want to, you know, but Mr. dial Miyagi's, into. Mr. Miyagi's grandson was six. But you're talking about the youth till, no, still, no, no, right? But I'm, no, I mean that. But at, at six, 
what starts to happen is he doesn't understand a lot. At 15, mm. we're dealing with personality. At 17, we're dealing with worldly information, world, worldly knowledge. We're on varying, varying levels. Your your 16-year-old is different than someone else's 16-year-old because Agree. of cause what you've put on them. Right. You know, Papa Hayes and bless this guy, with, you know, he's going to be at a different level than other people. You know, my mom who poured into me. Right. So I think the, the, the problem is a lot of times when, like, the Kaepernick thing, he did kneel and we didn't have the other action behind that. Exactly. So I definitely agree with, you know, uh, what are the kids excited for or – but let's clear a path for them. Because right now the kids don't want to get killed by cops. Correct. So we need to clear that path for them too. So they might not be, like, jumping for that to be the first thing that they want to do, right? Because, of course, they're enamored, enamored with um, – Fear. Fear. Um, easy success. A, a, a different defined success that's kind of put in our culture. Correct. So I still think that the kneeling was great, but there's no action plan. And there's still really no action plan. You still, I mean, they boycotted today. The NBA boycotted today. And that was great mm -hmm. because it was, you were having stuff on their jerseys and the stuff's on the floor. And like at a point, it just came numb. Like, that didn't mean anything after the first week. Correct. Right? Mm -hmm. So, what was the action? So, them boycotting to me was like, okay, now we've done another action. But what is the next step? And we we never have that, what's that next step? And I think that's the, the, the issue that we get into. I think the I think the first step is to create the awareness, right? To, to create the acknowledgement, right? So... America as a country, okay, I don't think has ever acknowledged its greatest sin. We know it's, it's slavery, right? They don't really acknowledge it, and it keeps repeating itself in the way that the, the structure is set up now today, right? Right. So I think by cap kneeling, I think I'm 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 not saying that this is like you know the next step, but by the protesting, I think at least now the step is okay. They're not playing, and they made a decision not to play because they don't want to play, not because of COVID or anything else. They just made the decision. So now we acknowledging what they're what – they're, we heard them talking, but now we actually see action. them. The action is seen, right? Yep. right? So I think that's the first step, and I, I don't think the whole plan has to be formulated right now. No, I think the first all. step of the plan needs to be, oh, okay, let's, let's acknowledge. Let's come to the table and really come together on this. And you're correct in stating that because, I mean, I think you post something with Chris Weber who – had a full turnaround, because he went from saying some nonsense. I mean, he talked a whole lot, but <laughs> I was like, I'm listening to this time. But what he said <laughs> this last post was just, it was very genuine. And it's like, no, like we, we have to take a stand. We have to stop. And we don't need to figure it all out. Right. But we just need to keep progressing. And I think today was another step. Mm -hmm. So let's just keep taking these steps. We can't just get hung up on, you know, the one thing. But the, the announcement is, okay, so now we have your attention. What do you want us to do, right? Because that has to be the next step. So everybody's, everybody's, everybody's like, okay, like, all right, so uh, we don't have no, we don't have any basketball. The women, I don't know if all the women games canceled, but I think I don't, I'm not sure. I think um, uh, at least one of the first game canceled. Some uh, baseball canceled. Yeah. So it's like now it's like okay, Man. I'm listening. So what's next? I mean, that's annoying. I, I'm not going to get into it. I think it's just annoying because today is National Dog Day, too, right? I've seen that on Instagram. <laughs> but let's take this. If you were to see uh, – no, 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 seriously, seriously. If to some part of America, if they were to see a dog that got shot seven times 
Okay, there wouldn't be a question about what did this person, what did that dog do? Did he bite this person? It wouldn't be any question. Right. It'd be like who who shot the dog? dog the, Somebody did the dog wrong. Yeah. But when it's a, a we need a, we need <laughs> we need Peter for black people. And if there's a black man, <laughs> we got to have these issues. So that part's annoying to me. That what well, what's your plan? Like. If, okay, you know no, what? I'm, I'm just going to be... <laughs> no, no, no. No, that's real, be though. Quiet. Because the problem is, I remember sitting at home, and my brother can attest to this. I know he's probably listening, too. So we were at the house, and we asked a very prominent vet in our community, white lady, of course, and directly asked her, if there was a black man and a dog that got hit in the street, who would you help? She said dog. Oh, 100% she said uh, Lassie or whoever got hit. <laughs> oh, oh. And to hear that at a young age is just kind of like where we're kind of put out on the spectrum because there, like you said, there are people that if a dog was shot or treated unfairly or no, abused no or whatever, questions no questions asked. Dog lives matter, and everybody would be be on there. <laughs> I you digress. I uh, I agree with him on the awareness. No, so I think, I think the more awareness that we we the more. The more we are capable of bringing a, a, a higher level of awareness, I believe it would have a, a better impact or a greater impact. Yeah. Well, I, I think, think this a lot is of a people step. Don't know. They, they don't know, or they 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 hear part of it, mm -hmm. a piece of it, mm -hmm. or none of it at all. Nah. Uh, you know, and and when they do hear it, it is 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 what's that game? Telephone or you know where you, you, you hear like, a copy I tell of you, a copy of a copy of a copy. By the time it gets to him, it's a whole different story. Like. Hold on, he, what are you talking about? No, he got shot with a laser. <laughs> no, he didn't get shot with a laser. <laughs> Facts. So, I mean, we got a ways to go. I really think that this is another step. And I'm, I'm really I happy agree. to see another step. Because I, I believe the root of the money changes a lot of things. And once some, you know... Like you know, if someone owe you two fifty and they come with a buck seventy five, man. You you gonna know that there's a difference. <laughs> you gonna definitely. know you got shorted. Most definitely. So once that those funds get shorted and all the people, the trickle down effect, I, I think that's gonna hopefully. I'm I'm hopeful that that kind of opens up some eyes as we continue to take the next step. Um, I, again, I'm, I'm gonna go with Miles. <laughs> I just think awareness will 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 do that. You know what I mean? If you can't count money, doesn't matter if it's a dollar seventy five. You got money in your hand. Well, good luck on awareness, <laughs> because you had your boy. I'm a fan of Drew Brees, and he still thought it was about kneeling on the flag and disrespecting the flag. So, I, I don't know how you teach somebody that doesn't want to. But but why would he be aware? What? Why? Why would he be aware? It's not an issue that he deals with. It's not an issue that he sees. It's not an issue that not he, his life. His he visions is it's not a, it's not an aspect of his life. It is. He plays in the National Football League. Cavalier kneeled. I, I get that point though because I'm, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna take it this way. No, no, no. I'm gonna take it this way. From even my own life, right? My dad grew up in the South, but I grew up in Denver, Colorado, right? Mm -hmm. So what I learned from the Civil Rights Movement was like a history book to me. What I actually lived, right? Because I didn't live it. When I <laughs> moved to Montgomery, Alabama, I was like, oh, that part. This this is what <laughs> this, this is what, what this, this is what is this right what right. This right, and so it is. took a level of a different awareness that I had to take, as an, even as a young black male, to really understand. No, when okay. I said that, I didn't mean that he doesn't understand what's he had. He, how can I say, he's able to see what happens, but it he changes. doesn't know the impact yeah. of what happens. And exactly. we, we can talk about that, and we can say, 
but he's aware of because these these people are around him and he sees these people. Well, when they walk out of the stadium, they get a hundred thousand dollar cars and go home, and most of them go live in a million dollar house. So if he didn't grow up in this aspect or see that aspect, I don't think he would understand it. It doesn't mean he's not willing to 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 offer his opinion on it or, remember, or support it. What you guys were talking about was understanding. I mean, awareness. awareness There's a difference right. between awareness and understanding, and I'll just leave it at that. Fair. Good point. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh, so we're having fun, man. We could go into this. This is a good conversation. I, I appreciate you taking some of the time about your platform to, to get into that, man, because it's definitely deep and hopefully we can get some change. But how we like to end it or wrap it up is this is this is the coaching section. This is where you get to drop some gems or the assists. So leave us with a mantra, um, you know, kind of like your 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 something you would tell your younger self or something you'd like to tell to the people, but just uh, words to live by. Before you Pass judgment on a situation, be sure to self-evaluate to make sure that you've done all that you are capable of in that scenario to create or garner success for yourself. Um, I think we, um, no, I, I I got something for you. Um, I don't believe in humility. I no. think I told you about that. Yes. I got to sit up. And, um, and, and what I, I believe in, in, in respect morals and things of those nature that nature but i don't believe that i should need i need to be humble when i beat you you had seven days to prepare just like i did yeah the same the hours are the same the days are the same the weeks are the same if i was able to maximize my time and comp for, in, in preparation for this competition i don't think you have the right to tell me how to win so you like prime time did it you know what <laughs> i mean you don't have you, you i'm going to celebrate <laughs> On your head, <laughs> yeah, you know, what I mean? and, and and that's what and, and that's what I, I if you if you are prepared mm -hmm. and you choose and you you take the proper steps to prepare yourself, you know what I mean. Nothing can stop you. Boom, I can dig it. Boom, there it is. Well, hey, we want to thank our guest, Avon, man. Appreciate you stopping in today, man. Uh, definitely want to thank the people. I hope you enjoyed the show tonight. Please give us feedback. We are Black and Sports on all your favorite social platforms, and we are Black and Sports. Uh, on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, look out for Tuesdays. We drop the locker room, those short format shows that a lot of you guys have been giving us great feedback on. And um, just know, stay safe, practice gratitude, and we're rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got us sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Uh huh, yeah. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 yo. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat bouts and racks on handmade new racks. Sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to conscious class to 